You're listening to To Trope or Not to Trope, we're your hosts, Kelly, Kristen, and Ray. Hello, and welcome to our astrology-themed mini-series. We will be touching on each of the star signs and taking an associated character trait from said star sign and discussing it with respect to character. So, just to be clear, we aren't talking about specific characters associated with a star sign. That would be too subjective. We'll instead be discussing one trait, then looking at examples of that character trait and its strengths and weaknesses as it appears in fiction. So, today's star sign is Libra, which is actually my sign. Ooh. Yes, this will certainly be interesting. <laughs> um. Okay, so Libra is represented by the scales, the only inanimate object of the zodiac, fun fact, which represents to some degree a sense of order or justice. Libras are usually characterized as social, diplomatic, tactful, and empathetic, but today we'll be focusing on the nature of indecisiveness. Okay, I first want to tackle the word indecisive. We tend to picture a person frozen in the act of a decision, worrying about making the wrong choice. Should I move halfway across the world for my dream job or stay here where my family resides? Many times, this word elicits a negative connotation. After all, we're expected to make quick, efficient decisions most of the time. If we linger too long in a thought, we expect people to think we're a little... uh unprepared or ill-equipped, but I say that's a little unfair. Okay, a lot unfair. (laughs) Indecision can actually be a good thing. And you heard me, right? I found a study to back me up titled Torn But Balanced. Trait ambivalence is negatively related to confirmation. Okay, okay. So long title, but this article uh, basically involves five studies Uh, And these five studies were conducted on a pool of people in relation to what the authors are calling ambivalence. It was found that people who took time to consider decisions were less prone to bias when coming to said decisions. It proves balance. It allows them to see all sides. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which got me thinking, isn't it interesting how traits have different connotations? Prior to our episode, all three of us had a very brief discussion about the word indecision or about the word indecisive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I want to continue it here. How is this word viewed in fiction versus reality? We'll start with that first. I mean, I think it kind of depends on if the indecision is causing problems or not. Because, like, in real Mm -hmm. life, indecisive people can be really annoying when you need a decision made and their indecision affects your ability to work. Like, in fiction, though, that's conflict and it can power part of a story. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, indecision that stems from seeing all sides is a great quality both in real life and fiction. And it just needs to be balanced with a strong enough sense of self to eventually be comfortable with a decision, whatever it is. However, no one wants a well-adjusted character in a story because there is no story there. Like, there's no conflict. It's just like, oh, look at that person living life well. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like part of the problem with the negative connotation or the reason that it has a negative connotation is that we only bring it up when it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I mean, we don't usually point out, oh, look at that person carefully weighing the options and carefully making a decision. <laughs> uh-huh. But if we feel like they should have made a decision by now, we're just sort of like, oh my gosh, they're so indecisive. <laughs> That's true. You only see it when it becomes an issue. Uh-huh. Yeah. This kind of made me think of, there's a bit in late in the series of unfortunate events series of the books i don't know if like any of the film adaptations ever got to it but the baudelaire orphans encounter a character who has a motto that's something like he or she who hesitates is lost and so like this character never hesitates so you could say he's very decisive he's not indecisive but of course as soon as they meet this person all of the Baudelaire children immediately like remember a time each of them is very happy that they hesitated and didn't just rush in with a snap decision so like there that's essentially like being indecisive for a moment is actually beneficial I think it's interesting that whenever something like that does come up though it's usually we usually don't use the word indecisive. We usually use like thoughtful um, or something along those lines. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another part of the reason why it's not seen as quote unquote good in as far as like reality is concerned. Although I will say in fiction, um, when it does become a problem, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later in detail, but is the frequency in which someone is indecisive, then mm-hmm. the reader can get frustrated, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. you know, understand nothing is happening. Uh-huh. I mean, I think part of it is like the prefix in is already a negation. So you're not starting <laughs> from a great place linguistically. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I was thinking about that too. Um, where like at the base, it's, yeah, like you like you just said, Kristen, it doesn't leave you in a particularly <laughs> great uh, frame of mind. However, it's like I just briefly mentioned, being indecisive is not necessarily a bad thing. And like we've all been saying, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing. It could be a good thing. And what's interesting is the... Hmm. Like when I, okay, when I think about being indecisive in reality, I sometimes think that, because I'm, surprise, I'm a very indecisive person. <laughs> However, I, I think that's because of a few things. One of them being that I want to make sure that everyone is I I try to consider everyone's place or like how they feel in a situation, which can be a bad thing um, (laughs) because maybe it does take me too long to make a decision. But at the same time, it's that, that thoughtfulness, that idea of like, like in reality where being like going through all of the potential outcomes is actually kind of, good as far as being a leader is concerned. Not saying I'm a great leader, just saying that (laughs) being thoughtful and thinking through all of the 
outcomes or everyone's side is actually what we should be looking at rather than what's seen as a good leader sometimes in our society where it's like, well, you have to be decisive and you have to be Uh strong and you have Mm -hmm. to be like fierce. And if you're not all of these things, then you're not Uh a good leader, which doesn't make sense to me because um, sometimes I've had certain people who were leading in like a project or maybe even like a... um, I don't know, just various projects throughout life. And they were this way. They were loud and they were decisive and they were quote unquote strong. And honestly, the project suffered because of the fact that their opinion was kind of brought to the forefront and everyone else was just kind of like water out of it. Yeah. Like, can you so, chill? Yeah. So that's something, something to think about. It is interesting that you bring up that like, indecisiveness when thought of as a good trait is given a different name like it's thoughtful or it's considerate or it's but it's all Mm -hmm. essentially indecision Uh uh-huh yeah as for how it's we kind of started to touch on this but as i believe Kristen was saying sometimes you need indecision in fiction in particular because you don't have a story otherwise sometimes the point Mm -hmm. of the story is that a character is making a hard decision so you're here on this journey to see them make that decision and it wouldn't you would lose a good chunk of that that art that idea if you just had them make it immediately (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean decisions are hard so like seeing yes. characters go through every facet of a decision and then make a wrong decision and then make a different decision and then make a different decision. Like it's <laughs> helpful for us to read and be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And like sometimes as a reader, I'll look at the the two decisions, let's say, that a protagonist needs to decide but between and sometimes it's not even well the character is just indecisive in general it's just like in this particular moment they're indecisive because they have two impossible choices and i don't even know what i would make Uh in this or what yeah what choice i would make yeah that is a good point like being being with an indecisive character basically forces you to be like oh what would i do yeah (laughs) i mean i know Twilight gets a bad rap for this because, <laughs> like, I remember oh the, one of the biggest things people complained about with Twilight is how they would usually go off about how dumb Bella is. And one of the things that they would say that she's dumb about is how she's trying, to, like, basically the Team Edward, Team Jacob thing, which, you know, she's not even trying to choose between them as lovers. Like, if you read the books Mm -hmm. like it's always edward so it's basically like she's trying to figure out if she can still be friends with jacob while being like romantically involved with edward and like the answer is kind of that she can but for a long time it seems like a one or the other kind of Mm -hmm. thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would like to point out that Edward Cullen is so indecisive in all of those books. <laughs> like from the beginning, Bella's like, "Oh yeah, I like you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick around." That's and true. Edward is like, "Oh my gosh, should I? Should I not? I can't. I don't know." Oh, we don't usually talk about how indecisive he is because he 
acts on each decision as he makes mm-hmm. them. He just keeps changing his decision. Yes. So I suppose that's something different. That's another kind of indecisiveness is someone who just keeps changing the their decision. Ooh, and he's so confident about it, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so as I was doing research, I came across a really interesting thing. Which is, hmm. which was initially that a lot of Enneagram One characters are portrayed as indecisive because they're so concerned with like picking the right choice. Oh, yeah. But then, like, yeah. as I dug into that, like, there are a lot of different motivations for being indecisive, and all of them mm-hmm. create slightly mm-hmm. different indecisive characters. But they also create very, very decisive characters in certain ways. <laughs> and so, like, the same things that make a character indecisive on some things like for an Enneagram one being right or for like a cloud cuckoo lander it's like not caring about some things like it also makes them very decisive on other things because you know the Enneagram one is like oh uh-huh. this is right I'm gonna do this and then a cloud cuckoo lander is just like oh yeah I'm gonna do this why not yeah. and mm. it's just it's interesting because indecision is almost always paired with like a very decisiveness in certain things Ooh. That makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to me with, mm-hmm. well, once once you know the right answer to something, you just do it. You don't have to deliberate over it anymore because you already know the answer. It's not a question. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to be indecisive. Exactly. But mm-hmm. like, they don't really have, re- I don't know if regret is the right, right word, but like, they don't have the aftermath of decisions in the same way that other characters would because they were so indecisive for so long they come to this conclusion and they're like yep this is it so some people do like front load their indecisiveness and for other people it's like a a side effect or uh Mm -hmm. after the fact (laughs) yeah oh oh and that can get interesting too because now thinking about Enneagram one characters and how they have like I don't know like a code like Batman um <laughs> they have this this idea of what's right and what's wrong and there might come a time in the narrative where they have to question whether that code is correct which mm-hmm. could lead them to being indecisive oh yeah it just it works so well it just makes sense uh-huh. completely but it's such uh-huh. a spiral Yes. Like moody, broody, sad boys are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're talking Enneagram, I'm most familiar (laughs) with five for obvious reasons. And like five is notoriously like a very indecisive type. However, a lot of portrayals of it are a very decisive character. And Mm. it's like, Mm. as it is both like i'm thinking like okay portrayals of sherlock holmes that's a decisive character typically mm-hmm. or at least you think of him that way but like he gets there because like he doesn't jump to conclusions theoretically mm-hmm. it depends on like <laughs> depends on how well he's portrayed i guess question uh-huh. mark but like that's how he gets to decisiveness is by sort of reserving judgment in a lot of ways until like mm-hmm. he knows the the quote truth <laughs> that's true but how dare you show a smart character is indecisive <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense but no I'm just kidding <laughs> hmm okay so we've been we've been actually throwing around a lot of genres I did also want to bring up the question of is 
is how uh, indecisive how that is viewed. Does it change according to genre? Where do you see it most, maybe? I mean, you see indecisive characters a lot in sitcoms because, like, you could create a whole half-hour episode about a character agonizing over one decision. So, like, you've got Rachel Green, you've got Michael Scott, you've got Nick Miller. Like, they're all super indecisive. But, like, honestly, most sitcom characters in any sitcom take a turn with this trait. And it's just part of the genre. And, I mean, it feeds the will-they-won't-they plots, which I have very mixed feelings about. But... Yeah. I mean, the thing that I immediately thought of is it's almost necessary for any love triangle story. Like, there's a reason that it's a love triangle. It's because we can't decide which person we should be with, even if the audience thinks it's obvious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, expanding that out, you see it in a lot of contemporary protagonists or like romance protagonists because, you know, small interpersonal plots have to be fed by indecision. Because a mm-hmm. sure and decisive character makes friends and enemies like they don't have drawn out resolvable interpersonal conflicts. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah. I don't really do much in the horror genre, but I imagine indecision there is a good way to up the tension and to get characters into conflicts and into the trouble that they wouldn't necessarily otherwise. Like you can either have Ooh. very impulsive characters or very indecisive characters. Ooh, and I, I feel like either of those traits could decide whether or not a character survives. Because if you're yeah. too impulsive, well, you're dead. Or yeah. if you're thinking too much about a problem, well, you're dead now. Mm-hmm. I feel mm. like, like, I think you're correct. I feel like more often they err on the side of having characters that are too impulsive and do dumb things. But they do, <laughs> mm-hmm. they do occasionally so showcase someone who tries to like run away from the situation like they don't like so they try to avoid making a decision so that Mm -hmm. might be yeah like that does occasionally happen but i think more often the iterations this is like the tropes of like how horror movies are bad and everyone's like constantly (laughs) like let's split up like you know Uh everyone knows that's a bad idea but it makes more drama and sure (laughs) I like I feel like in all the trailers though you see the character who's like not sure which what to do when they like faced with the problem and then of course it fades to black and there's a scream and then whatever. That's true. But, there's usually that moment of like shock where they first encounter whatever horrifying yeah. thing and they just can't believe what mm-hmm. they're seeing so they're just they have no idea what to do about it at first. <laughs> which is a fair response. okay so we're on like the speculative fiction side of things um and i was trying to think of what this would look like in fantasy and while i was considering that i thought of avatar the last airbender good which Hmm. (laughs) of course (laughs) because it uses all the tropes well Mm -hmm. um and i was thinking about Aang, which would fall, I mean, he would be considered what, like Enneagram 1? Or maybe I'd type him closer to a 7. Yeah. Oh, because of his adventurous spear. Okay. Well, I guess I was thinking more of like, oh, well, he has like a set of rules and guidelines that he follows and everything, which is interesting because um, 
just a, as a character, he has to, sorry, spoiler alert, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, um, he has to make this decision about whether or not he should kill the Fire Lord. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. everyone is telling him so, and he's just like, but that goes but against everything. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm peaceful. I don't want to cause harm. I'm, you know, an airbender. And even his like airbender past self is just kind uh-huh. of like, no, you got to kill the Fire Lord. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't. Sorry, mm-hmm. another spoiler. <laughs> but um, I do like that he struggles with that for a very long time. And even when he's faced with the fire Lord, he still doesn't know what to do. Like he's still trying to figure out, well, there has to be a way, well, I need to do it, but I can't. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that might be more of like a situational thing about what I was explaining earlier. Cause I feel like he's kind of impulsive in a lot of, in a lot of ways earlier. Mm But he's a little closer to what we were talking about, like the other type of indecisiveness where, because yeah. that's the thing with him right along is that he tries to avoid his problems. Like that's how he became the boy in the iceberg to begin with is he was trying right. to run away from being the avatar. And it's sort of like, well, you could say that's decisive. He decisively ran away, but it's not because it doesn't actually answer the problem Mm -hmm. he doesn't have an answer to it so he's he just ran away (laughs) right and it crops up in like the most devastating times for him because he's running like again he's running away from these problems he doesn't want to face them because they're hard which Uh i think is where like indecisiveness shines it's where like like going back to the whole what would i do in this situation oh my gosh how is this going to resolve it's tension. It's all of these amazing things for story. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we have patience for indecisiveness when we basically agree that it is a hard problem. Like, if we don't yeah. know what the answer is either, then we're just sort of like, yeah, no, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another way this crops up in fantasy a lot is with your reluctant heroes. Like, you yep. said fantasy, and I was like, oh, yeah, Bilbo Baggins. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Very indecisive character. That's always an interesting character dynamic to me. The one that's like, I don't want to be here, so I'm going to put off making a decision as long as possible and hope it goes away. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm expected to hate this, but I actually don't. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I love, I love that reluctant hero type trope where it's just like, oh yeah, I know exactly what's going on. I know the invisible hand that's like, conjuring this but at the same time i'm like yes i'm here for it because i know at some point they're gonna have to make a decision yeah Yeah, it's building to that arc yeah i will say you don't generally see indecision in like action or oh yeah action stories basically because indecision is antithetical to fast-paced and it slows things down yeah you're going to see indecision in like contemplative stories you're not really going to see it in stories where things have to happen (laughs) (laughs) i mean there is some question with this one about showing versus telling so something that Mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier where like if a character is faced with a difficult problem and appears to make an impulsive like decision quickly 
then you can very quickly show why that decision was the bad one. Versus mm-hmm. if a character is sitting and in their head trying to think through all of the options, that usually doesn't generate very much like visual spectacle. There's usually not as much to show, or at least you have to find other ways to show it. Mm-hmm. So this is where they might go talk to another character about it, or where they might have like another, I'm going to air quote, unrelated like experience <laughs> in their life that they learn something from and then mm-hmm. take that information with them to the their big decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Audiences have very little tolerance for like voiceover monologuing, whether it's in a movie or a book or whatever. Like if it's if we're just sitting there for pages and pages while this character is like, oh, what do I do? You're like, uh-huh. okay, I'm bored of you. Uh-huh. Wait, that makes me think of what it, What do you guys have to say about the catcher in the rye then? Because that's completely catch- a character who's... Go ahead. <laughs> like, things happen though. He's not just sitting there like trying to make a decision. He's just bopping through his life. Yeah. But, you know? And, and it- and again, like, it's been a while since I read this, so I'm sorry if I'm, like, misremembering. But <laughs> he he doesn't really know what he wants to do in life, though, yeah. right? Is that too broad? Yeah, but of- he, like, I, no one knows what they want to do in life. Like, <laughs> That's he, like, why he goes about and he does things. And, like, it's also been a minute since I've read it, but... If I remember correctly, he, like, goes to Central Park and he, like, picks uh-huh. out a girl and he, like, goes and talks to his classmates. And so it's yeah. not just, like, he has to make a decision and he's just sitting there thinking about it. It's he's living his life and also thinking about a decision in the background. Also, Salinger is just an incredible writer. So, like, if you are <laughs> a good enough more. writer, you can do anything. That's fair. Yeah. The thing I remember reading it in English class is yes he is going and doing things I also remember his voice being entertaining at least as far as like something that I was assigned for English class like that's that's what actually made me think of this yes Uh yeah and so like yeah it's not just agonizing over a decision he's like oh here's one life theory here's another life theory here's how i do this and do that and that seems phony okay (laughs) (laughs) which and like you said ray like we we get the struggle like we understand it we're right there uh with him yeah i guess just like think it because again it's been a long time but i remember what stuck with me was that and i really liked it um Uh, But I think what stuck with me was the fact that it's like, oh, this person sounds so sure and is making decisions. That's true. Uh But on the other hand, like this person is so lost and confused, which I thought was Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, That's that's a theme with most of Salinger's works. Like they're all slow and they're all faced with characters who are very indecisive. But (laughs) he's a brilliant writer and I enjoy his like life philosophies. and. (laughs) <laughs> he's right. got interesting voices which he i mean he was the first like i said that book was the first thing that i thought of when um we were talking about how like people don't usually want to listen or read or watch a character that has some kind of like thought process going on but except mm. when the voice is interesting 
Uh-huh. That's true. There are like voice driven novels. That is, I don't yeah. know if necessarily a genre, but it it is a thing that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if the character can carry it, or the author can, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh, that's. I just thought of um, Catch Twenty Two, which is you could <laughs> argue. You could argue it's about impossible decisions, basically. That's mm. the entire point of something Literally. being a catch-22. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also very... I, it felt very entertaining and voice-driven. Like, some of that is because they're in an interesting situation. I mean, it's a war. But, mm-hmm. like, for most of the, I guess you could call episodes, like, not much is happening, actually. It's usually just kind of highlighting, like the catch 22 of this character's life basically mm-hmm. yeah that is a good point that is interesting a lot of the like classics that have stuck around are voice driven indecisive characters because <laughs> <laughs> like most of oscar wilde stories are the same way like yeah. the Austins are pretty close <laughs> wuthering heights is absolutely indecisive characters which is interesting because i mean we've all experienced this sense of like oh i'm indecisive over this (laughs) stuff i mean again it just varies as far as like frequency goes but it speaks to the human experience yeah sticks around (laughs) that was the moral of this episode right indecisive characters but do it really really well yeah good luck I mean, it is really annoying when a character is being indecisive and you're just kind of like, stop, like, just pick something, do it. Yeah, I've like, we've talked about this in other episodes, but there are only so many back and forths you can do before I get the urge to just throw a book across a room. (laughs) Yeah, so like, yeah, really quick, can we talk about weakness, like, what what drives this kind of like weakness behind being indecisive? You want to dive into that? <laughs> I mean, there's annoying your reader by mm-hmm. like your character not making a decision. There's also like the plot, like if the plot acknowledges the weakness, it's like the indecisive mm-hmm. character could have basically bad things happen to them while they're being indecisive. This is the horror movie idea again, mm-hmm. where it's like while they were busy mm-hmm. not deciding what to do, they got eaten. Like <laughs> it could also just be like a fake plot. Like I've yes. seen a few things where like the character is indecisive and there's not really any reason they have to be because it seems like a very obvious choice. And then there's no other plot to the movie except for the fact that the character cannot make this decision, uh-huh. which is annoying and not actually much of a story. Yeah. Yeah. I also sometimes just as a reader, um, if a character is is just indecisive on too many things i don't know what the threshold Mm -hmm. is but if it comes up too often i'm just like oh my gosh just make a decision just at least choose what you're going to eat for dinner which i can't Mm -hmm. speak really but (laughs) i want the character to at least improve grad or not improve but like at least make some decision for themselves uh, occasionally (laughs) i think i think part of that problem is when indecision is used as a character trait in itself. 
and it's oh. not the like result of character motivations because like I was saying earlier like motivation can be anything and indecisiveness mm-hmm. can come from that but yeah. when you're just like oh my character is indecisive right. then you're like why about what like they're clumsy and indecisive yeah <laughs> it's basically a character trait trope in I'm thinking of I've seen it a lot in anime basically where you have a character who's like very worried and hyper reactive so they just regularly like freak out and paralyze themselves because they're like so worried that like this thing that they're going to do is going to offend someone or be the wrong choice or like you know things like that and when it's done well you sort of believe it in the sense of like well that character is just a very usually a very considerate person but they just like they're having trouble like they're under some kind of stress so they're having trouble like making the decision because they're so worried about picking the right thing um other times where it is less but where where it's more annoying basically is like you were saying when it is just used like as a character trait and it doesn't really explain much about them they're just doing that because that's the trope like Mm -hmm. yeah that's also how you end up with characters that just like don't make any sense because they'll be indecisive until the point where they have to not be indecisive for the plot (laughs) and you're like wait why did they make that decision we we have Uh no idea nope right there needs to be seeds somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we were saying, like this can be a strength or a weakness for the writing, but it definitely indecision definitely slows things down. Yeah. Right. Which sometimes you need that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like it depends on what you want to do, but you have to know that if your character is deliberating over decision, it's the plot is probably not going to be moving fast around them. Yeah. Something yeah. that I feel like we don't typically notice as much because like if a if a plot is moving very quickly it by default doesn't give you time to stop and think but like Mm -hmm. occasionally you do get like those snippets of moments where it's like the character is faced with this weird decision and like they just go forth and do something and you're like do you want to think about it for a second like (laughs) You know, like, but like, you know, the story's already on to the next thing. So like, even as you're being annoyed about them making a snap decision, you're paying attention to what's happening next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say one thing I tend to like about indecisive characters is they frequently have more agency because like they are making a decision or well yeah. they have to make a decision even if they're not making sense. a decision but like <laughs> things aren't just happening to them and they're yeah. rolling with the punches and the book's gonna end with them never thinking about anything <laughs> yeah no i just did all of the answers that were provided for me like what's your uh-huh. question <laughs> what do you want from yeah. me <laughs> I mean, like we said, there is a limit to that because if they uh-huh. change their mind too many times or if they spend too long not making up their mind, people get bored and annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. But if, let's say, because we've, as we've mentioned multiple times now, like there are different types of indecision. So if mm-hmm. it's like a, it's hurting the character for whatever reason, though, uh-huh. we can then expect that there's, I mean, usually there's going to be a character arc. Of some sort, 
um, which is interesting. Again, playing off of the, we have that expectation. And so when it hits, it's like, I don't know, a feel good <laughs> emotion or triumphant, like, yeah, this character did it, which makes uh-huh. me think of <sighs> perfectionism. Ooh. Um, <laughs> because me, I mean, as I've said, I'm kind of indecisive. Not always. I'm like the character, hopefully, I hope, that is not indecisive in all things. I make decisions. But part of the reason why I think I'm indecisive is I have like this need to be quote unquote good enough, uh-huh. which kind of speaks to the perfectionism. So what do you guys have to say about like characters who feel like they need to be perfect or that need that they need to perform in a certain, yeah. I don't know, code or what, Yeah, what this gets <laughs> into, I think is that, there's a motivation behind mm-hmm. the indecision. Yeah. So you, if there, a character is indecisive, we could ask why. Some of it is simply they are faced with what is a difficult decision. Other times it's more like a character trait, kind of like mm-hmm. I was mentioning before, where it's like this person is just really concerned with doing things well, doing things right, to the point that they can't make, they have a hard time making decisions. <laughs> and that's I think that's where the perfectionism indecision comes from because yeah you can just paralyze yourself with like I don't know not not doing things because you want it to be perfect <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you can even divide it up further than that like are you worried that you're gonna offend someone are you worried that <laughs> you're gonna look like look stupid are you worried that you're gonna like get in trouble or whatever like yeah those are the motivations you need to know for your character, like whether they're perfectionist, whether they're indecisive, whether they're no matter what they are, like you need to know the reasoning behind it. What do they fear? Yeah. Right. And their backstory to a certain extent. I know that mm-hmm. writers start at different places, but you should at least know kind of like the <laughs> what they need versus what they want. And then like that could potentially hopefully open you up to considering their backstory and what they've been through what's driven them to this point yes backstory does not have to explicitly be on the page but you as a writer should know it yes (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're already kind of talking about sort of writing this but i kind of wanted to pose the question how do you write this trait well? And what are some ways in which this trait is not written well? I mean, I think we've covered most of my main yeah. points, which are have motivation, have a fully rounded character. Don't write indecisiveness as a trait. Like, mm-hmm. basically don't treat indecisiveness as a trait. Treat it as a symptom of another trait. That makes sense. I feel like... As we've touched on before, we notice the indecisiveness and it gets annoying when we feel like the character should have made their decision by now. And something that kind of dovetails with this is when writing to avoid false indecision. So basically, 
Sometimes, for example, a character is faced with an obviously good option and an obviously bad (laughs) option, and they somehow can't decide because the writer has their thumb on the scale and they're trying to draw out the tension. And Mm -hmm. we we know. We can see that. (laughs) So... Pick between the cute boy next door and the abusive ex, but the abusive ex is hot. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Nope. I will add on to that. Like, people can think that a character should make a decision for one of two reasons. Either we know what we would decide, or the character's other traits make it clear what they should decide. And you can, like, you can get away with one or the other. Like, if a character's personality is that that like we know they wouldn't be able to make this particular decision even if we the reader would be able to make that decision we have like sympathy for it we can understand that uh-huh mm-hmm. like even though we know that like that guy the bad guy is bad news our young naive protagonist who has <laughs> like no reason to suspect that you know, he's only after one thing so like we're we we don't like it yeah her soul it's definitely her soul (laughs) like we don't like it and we're sitting here like no bad idea don't date that guy but i also understand why she would anyway Mm because because he's exciting and he loves me (laughs) and he looks like ben barnes yeah excellent (laughs) Oh no! That makes makes the decision so much harder. (laughs) Yeah, I think no matter what you're doing with an indecisive character, there always has to be something else happening in the story. Like it can't just be a character being indecisive, like we were saying. Like even if there's a great voice, like you need the character to go out and do a few things or talk to a few people or you need side characters that are not indecisive and are moving the plot forward yeah like you need your gandalf to your bilbo you know yeah we can totally deal with like a character who hasn't made a decision yet if there are enough other interesting things going on (laughs) yes and interesting can be action or dialogue or like just interesting writing but there has to be something interesting going on, which is where beta readers come in. Right. Yeah, that's the last thing I was thinking of is the um, kind of like your point. And then also the whole, like you were saying, those side characters kind of pushing, let's say that char- that main, the protagonist is like cripplingly, hopefully not so, but indecisive <laughs> to a point where they're reluctant or they um, they can't make a decision. And then you have a side character like, you know, nudges them all right, we got to like, we have, you know, maybe they're worried or maybe they're like very impulsive and they make the decision anyway. And it like throws the protagonist off and they're like, no, you just ruined everything. I just considered that, but you didn't. And then there's tension and maybe (laughs) there's like that seed is planted where it's like, oh, well, sometimes you do have to make a decision because if not, like something bad will happen. Or maybe like you won't get to make a decision because you know, someone else goes first. And so your, maybe your opinion or something won't be, I don't know, shared or whatever. Maybe that's part of the lesson, (laughs) right? Won't be considered. (laughs) Uh, It's already too late. Now you can't say it. Five minutes have passed. Um, In there. So, 
Oh gosh. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll just let it go. But I had a really nice point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will reiterate that if you have an indecisive character, they should also probably be very decisive about certain things. Oh, yes. Like, you have Bilbo, who is a generally indecisive character, but is very decisive that his home and his plates are important. Yes. Like, yeah. and then you have like, Mr. Darcy, who's very indecisive about Elizabeth, but is very decisive about what is right in society. <laughs> so you need to balance that, figure out their motivations, and then balance what they're going to be indecisive about and what they're not going to be indecisive about, mm-hmm. like adamantly so. <laughs> and that's our podcast. That's our episode. So listeners, what do you think? Feel free to take your time, weigh your responses. <laughs> then... Make sure you make some kind of decision, perhaps, and <laughs> email that to trope or not to trope at gmail.com and let us know. We want to hear. We'll be back in two weeks with another trope. Thanks for listening to To Trope or Not to Trope and happy writing. Bye.